This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your Wednesday live cast on Twitch, brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount every day of the week. I am your host, Reese, aka Reeshus. Pimp Reeshus. Pimp Reeshus. Do we still go by That's handles? my name on the show. How did I say it last time? It was Reeshus. I don't know. Yeah, it was I like Reeshus. Reeshus. Wow. That I think was good. You, you shoggled it before you uh, said that. What's happening here? Nope. I shoggled when you said it. And with me, as always, are Francis McGillicuddy and yeah. the Salty Banana. Hello. I don't understand these, like, cool I don't understand the handles. Either. Yeah, yeah, I just I go know. with it. I don't know. Well, uh, we It makes Reese happy, so it's okay. All right. We've already explained why you're the Salty Banana. No, I don't really. I still don't understand it, to be honest. Because <laughs> somebody created it. It just Jason. happened. A Danish, yeah. you are a, Danish, a, uh, a Danish treat for kids. A Danish fan said it, and that's how you got it. Right. And then Frank. You're a creation. Frankie, Frankie's, Frankie's actual real name, name is Francis, is Francis. Yeah. so McGillicuddy just sounds funny. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would be weird if my name was actually Francis. It, it, it is. is. It is Francis. Right? Oh, it is? It I is. thought it was. Facts. Oh, shit. I didn't Facts. know that. I have no fake news here. Show us your license. No. Francis <laughs> McGillicuddy GM Papa. <laughs> no, that's, your middle name has to be. What? That is a strong name. Do you? What is your middle name? Is it something extremely Italian it's as well? Lee. Yeah. Lee? Yeah. It's Lee. Oh. It's like Bruce Lee. Frankie Lee. That's how Don't little we know about it. each other here. We get roundhoused. No, there's no roundhouses occurring in Frontline Gaming. Always. Ever. Every Jason day. claims you can do a roundhouse, but we've yet to see I can it. do a roundhouse. We're going to get it on Jason's camera. That's why Jason's my Patronus. We're going to get it on camera one day. Yeah, you can't actually do a roundhouse. I'm going to roundhouse the camera out. <laughs> Of someone's hand. <laughs> I can do a roundhouse. You, no, you're, you cannot. You're thinking Reese of a doesn't spin know kick. what a roundhouse is. Yeah. So. A roundhouse is surprisingly easy. Yeah. Oh, I don't believe it. We'll show you. There's like a 15-minute video on YouTube on how to do a roundhouse. Yeah. And it, it's, <laughs> I swear to God, it's 14 minutes of the guy like posturing. And then it's like 30 seconds of showing the technique. It's the weirdest thing Amazing. I've ever seen in my life. Frankie can back me up on that one. You cannot do a roundhouse. We sat there and watched Anybody the can do video. a roundhouse. A roundhouse is like yeah. one of the easiest kicks. It is. No, roundhouse yeah. is when you spin and no. kick. No, that's how you that's get your yellow belt you do in Taekwondo. <laughs> I didn't get that far. <laughs> yeah. What the? It's not Street Fighter, the, the, the spinning kick. That's not physically possible. Well. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. You can't spin fly kick? through the air spinning in a circle. It came from somewhere. Have you tried it? Yes. No, you have On a trampoline as a child. Mm. So you were able to do it? I didn't fly forward through space <laughs> spinning as I went. So you the didn't blue try belt it correctly. Right there. I didn't try hard enough. Yeah. It's if you have a blue belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> well, it's basically, as long as yeah. you're going fast enough, you're basically a helicopter. True. So then you just got to get going about 40, 50 miles an hour. So if you put running. on one of those little hats, yeah. spin it. Yeah. Whoa. Physics. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. New podcast idea. Mm. <laughs> Yes. Proper karate techniques. <laughs> Proper Ooh. karate. From Frankie. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. That could work. From Francis Lee. You do have a yellow belt in Taekwondo right here. <laughs> I think I got a yellow belt too. I got the blue or purple. Or so. I can't remember. You guys got to get belts in jiu-jitsu. That sounds way more legit. I had a white belt. Someday. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to go. I'm going to like, when I get ready to go, I'm going to like, my hat's going to be gonna forward flip your hat. first. Yeah. And then you got to put it backwards. Because it makes you turn into a And truck. then you're like, yeah, throw the ball. Yep. Oh, wait, I'm talking about Pokemon. Yeah, and then yeah, they're going to punch that's you. Oh, I thought you were talking about Over the Top, one of Stallone's greatest movies. No, haven't you seen Pokemon? Ash, anytime he gets into like a battle, when he's going for the gym, mm -hmm. he flips, flips his hat, hat backwards. He stole that move from Stallone. No. Or Pokemon Pocket Monster has been around way longer <laughs> than Stallone. Dude, has. Over the Top, the arm wrestling movie starring Stallone. Amazing. And he would flip his hat? He better have won. And he said he felt like he turned into a truck when he put his hat backwards. <laughs> That's what, and he, gave that's him the, what the actor said? Yes. So on the actor, not no, the character he's playing. The, the character. Oh, okay. That's even more he's amazing. Like, I, yeah. I turned into a crook. Yeah. And oh then he would win. God. That is great. It's a it's a heartwarming tale of a of a dad who's estranged from the son. Mm -hmm. Somehow the dad's a trucker. The son is like super rich. I think it's because like the stepdad. But when you turn your head backwards, you become a truck. They yeah. bond. They bond over the fact that dad, his dream is to be a champion arm wrestler. So that's what... 
So it's like real. Prime would do. He'd flip his hat backwards. Into a truck. Then he'd be a Wait truck. Wait a minute. Yeah. So that's like real steel. <laughs> what? The movie Real Steel. Oh, it is kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, it's it like is. Right? Thing. Wow. What a ripoff. So Real so, Steel is a ripoff of Over the Top. Probably. So, except wow. without robots. Instead, insert Big Rig. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Big right. Rig. A great movie. Got to check it out. New so, podcast idea. Anyway, episode 584 of Signals from the Frontline. We're going to talk about some Tau. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, chess clocks. Um, the chess yeah. clock rules that we put forth for the ITC uh, obviously caused a lot of, uh, of discussion as expected. Mm-hmm. But let's jump in and talk about something I think just as exciting as the new Tau Codex, just as exciting as chess clocks and 40K, just as exciting as anything I can think of. Most exciting. Pets in Necromunda. Yep. That Necromunda first one. Gang pets. Gang pets. Gang, pets. gang pets. And I love the tagline. It's like they may be uh, cold-blooded killers, but they still love cute animals. And I'm like, none of these are cute. To them, they are. That first one is definitely Shardle. Yeah. No, what is it? Is that like a pregnant like rat? <laughs> it's a battle weasel. Oh, battle yeah. weasel. Okay. No, I made that up. I don't know what it is. So right. Ratatouille, I, would, I think is the Pokemon's <laughs> name. Are these going to be from These are Necromunda? Yeah. Okay. Gonna, you can get a pet. Now, the, the first, crocodiles the first one's a pregnant rat. It looks, it looks like, a, like, like it. a mother it rat does. that's about to give birth. That's and then the like. second one. It's Jason's cat right there. That's my cat when it wants baby. to eat. That's yeah. the cat. And then the last one is a crocosaurus. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you would look like a boss if you walked out with Crocosaurus. With that thing on the chain. chain. Or riding it. <laughs> he's also like the worst trained because he has a leash. The other ones don't. So. Well, the other guys have cool. collars at least. Oh, he does have a collar. The rat doesn't. The rat has a backpack. He's well trained. <laughs> I'd look at <laughs> that. Necromunda seems he's so cool. Great boss. <laughs> I got your water. Awesome. See, he's got a camelback. And he breathe when you're thirsty in, in combat. It's a very small camelback. Yeah. Or it's a big rat. Belly along the ground. Uh, also, there was a Necromunda video game that they have uh, uh, previewed. It looks pretty cool. Yep. Uh, a Necromunda video game I could see being absolutely super duper fun. Yeah. Right? Like you level up all your different gang members. Uh, I, I, I may have to take a look at that and, and, and play it when I find the 25th hour in the day to play video games, but it looks pretty good. Or Necromunda. I would like to play Necromunda too, but um, again. Soon. We just need a few more hours. Can we just get a 48-hour day? Barely great. keep up yeah. with 40K and Age of Sigmar. Barely. Yeah. But speaking of Age of Sigmar, there is the Dread Solstice Global Campaign that has been going on. Ongoing. Pretty cool. It's part of the Malign Portance expansion to the Age of Sigmar game. Yep. And the one, the only, the banana, the salty man himself. Yeah, I kind of looked at it. Goddamn. So. <laughs> You're supposed to. Well. Yeah, it's a campaign, and it's globally driven. Ooh, and it takes part. Tell me something I don't know. Why don't you dive into the global aspect of it? Well, okay, so I can explain the function of it. So you sign up at your local store. uh, Game all every Games Workshop is the one that's doing it, like just by default. But there are some independent retailers that also signed up, and the point system is based off of reported games that you win, or you have to paint an entire war scroll of miniatures that you buy during the campaign. They always do that. Yes. So it's, it, yeah. it drives sales. It drives interest. Um, and that's how it goes. And so uh, you, there's three choices for each week. And then um, you, you put your points toward whatever choice you want. But you don't know what those choices are. It kind of has like a, a brief description of kind of like a vague, like, you know, like the wizard moon will eat your soul. And like, like okay, I'll put what? my points in that. And that, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. I, I just paraphrased it. Best um, of the mind sounds how do you amazing. Get, how do you get these points? How do you get them? You have to either win a game oh. or you have to show mm. that you've painted an entire War Scroll models. It's a lot of effort. So them. probably winning games is the easiest yeah. way to do it. So you just walk in, you're like, I won 10 games. They're like, can you prove it? Yeah. like, can you prove can I didn't? Can you prove I didn't? Yeah. No. And there's an argument and you just, you know, you give them five points at that point. Sounds so right. uh, anyway, so that's, that's how the campaign is driven. All the results are given to Games Workshop. And then depending on what, what are the three choices had the most points submitted, that's how the story will progress. And then in each... Each um, each phase of the of the campaign, there's like special rules that you get for your games during that week or the two weeks, I believe, because it's based on how everybody voted. Because that yes. that determines the narrative. Right, right. Yeah. So like this one was on week two that we're looking at right now. Um, so some of the special rules for people who are playing during that week, um, like if you have a Knight of Shrouds in your army, one of the new models for death, um, you can uh, give it a special piece of war gear item instead of the normal stuff that it comes with because it's a named character. Usually you can't take. Uh, special war gear items 
Um, and then uh, your wizards have to take special um, tests at the beginning of the game. Funny enough, if you roll one, it's D6 mortal wounds, so you might lose your wizard. But uh, Ooh. but that's, you know, it's part of the board. Or you get an extra spell. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So you have a four-wound wizard. Man, it's pretty good. Nothing I like more than having one of my main characters right. die to a random mission <laughs> roll. So, well, those are but named that's based that's based on what's happening in the narrative of that week. So, like for this week specifically, like a wiz a, a wizard moon Ooh. is taking over. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Sounds menacing. So, so it, it's like it's you know it's it's affecting the wizards because it's like oh, it's boosting their power and stuff. So, and so that's pretty much how it works. There's a counter on here. You've got 14 hours until the next uh, the results for the next Correct. week. <clears throat> well, maybe it's the sun this time, Frankie. No. Yeah. Multiple so, moons. Oh, okay. They're on week three right now. That's six weeks. Cool. Yeah. I know some people absolutely love these uh, campaigns. Like I remember like the Siege of Medusa 5. Mm -hmm. People went bananas for it. I, I Like I said, like I personally never got super duper into it, but that's not an indictment of it. I think they're awesome. I love that Games Workshop is engaging their community right. base. And if you are the kind of person that likes these types of activities, get involved. It looks pretty cool. And they're halfway through the campaign. So yeah, and apparently, just like the last global campaign they did, which was the one with the um, the fire slayers and everything, uh, rules are going to be written for the game going forward based on the campaign results. Well, hey, if you want to impact your yeah. Age of Sigmar game, probably not dramatically, but I imagine probably here and there, characters yeah. will get stuff. I think um, that's cool. I like it. I do, and I can definitely see this as like a, a very uh, Games Workshop like thing like if you go to a games workshop they will be doing this full board it's, it's a very big marketing campaign for them so it could be really fun yeah. yeah um you can't you do also have the uh, opportunity to do this without going to a game store there are like there's forms that you can fill out and then mail in and, and stuff like that so because you, you know there's somebody who lives like in a place where there's no flgs there's no right. gw store and they're like i want to participate so yeah that's, that is cool that yeah like some podunk place in australia yeah, they're probably. Just, you know, they don't. They don't even have nothing but like. Um, they don't even have water there. You know, blood. I don't think there is water in Australia. Yeah. Really, I don't think so either. Yeah. So, know, so you can mail your results in. Australians don't drink water though. They only drink Foster's beer. They drink beer. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yep. That's and, how they um, and then they eat duck-billed platypuses. Wow. Platypi. I thought they ate spiders. They probably also eat spiders yeah. because the most. Spiders and rocks. That's what I. Rocks, rocks and spiders. I yeah. think. Yep. That's how so they get their carbs. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's mostly just people it's and all I really spiders know. and kangaroos. Oh, got him again. <laughs> all right. So, uh, anyway, so it's pretty cool. I mean, is it Vegemite made out of spiders and rocks? Vegemite is made out of beetles or something, I thought. <laughs> well, they I, take the rocks and they smash the beetles. I actually quite enjoyed Vegemite. No one oh, else liked it. I don't care. But I put a little butter on it and it was okay. That, I mean, yeah. Why not just skip the Vegemite and just have the butter on the bread? I don't, it has a taste. <laughs> it's, it's a salty kind of a. Weird. It's a salty yeah. surprise. It's made of spiders, so it makes sense. Yeah, spiders, spiders and, and, beetles. and beetles and scorpions. <laughs> they're probably super poisonous because they're from Australia. Well, it makes you tough. Makes you immune yeah. to the venom. I will give them that. Australians tend to be pretty tough. Because you go to the bathroom there and there's like a scorpion in your, <laughs> your, your toilet. And it stinks in the butt every morning. Ah, not again. <laughs> That's how you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> got, got me again. You, you got me, mate. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> <Right>. scorpion. <laughs> And then the scorpion's like, oh, good job. Go out and do well at work today. Does like a dance and runs off. <laughs> that is a terrible Australian accent. That's pretty good. Oh, go out there and do do a good job there. Oh, that was, that was way worse. I don't know what that's that was. That's what Reese did. It was like really I, I bad. Think mine was only slightly better than French's. Uh, so uh, GW has been previewing Forge Bane, which is a super cool new box set. It's a, it's a standalone game. As these box sets have been, I don't think very many people play the game, but that's totally cool. No. Uh, if you want, you don't have to, the terrain pieces inside of it. Uh, the terrain looks the cool. cardboard pieces. Oh. But uh, it's a great way to introduce people to the game, right? And I think that's what the, the mini game there is mostly for. Mm -hmm. uh, but the exciting part, I think, for most of the you know established forty k community, is there are baby knights. Yeah called Knight Armagers, which I think look really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And there's a new cryptic that has a really cool cloak, and he seems to be flying through the air. Now he's riding, riding on a, a spider. spider. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's surfing he's on He must it. be Australian. Why? Yeah. Oh, definitely. He's going to turn it into cool. Vegemite. Yeah. Ha! Why are the wraiths still on those small bases? They need to be on 15 Come on. bases. They fall <laughs> over. 
They fall over it, so it easily. It reminds me of uh, of like War Machine Horde models that are just they can't they literally can't change the base size of the game because it's so important. Yeah. So, but they they want to keep increasing the size of the model. So every model is like completely just over the side over of it. Yeah. Base, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the race needs just to be on start packaging models. MO50s, please. Yeah. Or my, base your mine models. Mine fall over all the time. It's so annoying. Yeah. Uh, but the Knight Armager looks pretty badass. They're described as being like an escort for the bigger knights. And I think that they're really, really cool. They have like a Milta looking weapon on one arm, uh, uh, a chain sword, mm -hmm. or a mega chainsaw sword, and uh, another Melta weapon on their carapace. I love them. Uh, what do you guys think? It definitely reminds me of the last Star Wars movie where mm -hmm. there were the larger AT-ATs and then the one single small one. Yeah, so what was that guy? I didn't see he that. He was an escort, apparently. What kind of an escort was he? He escorts the bigger ones one around. The big, big AT-ATs got lonely? Yeah. He's like, I got you. He was on Craigslist and he was like, hey. <laughs> I mean, that's how I'm told it's been how it works. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Jason, what do you think about them? Mm. You don't like it? I think he looks awesome. You know, I think it would have been cool to have like a, a person in the back, like shooting the gun. <laughs> Guy on top. Just da, da, yeah. Da, da, da. No, I think that would look cool. That would look stupid. Well, that looks stupid. <laughs> you should feel bad for even suggesting such a thing. I don't know. You know, I like the idea of it. I don't. 100% like the sculpt, to be honest, but... Um, Just remember, too, like, this happens all the time where you get a 2D picture of a right. 3D model and it doesn't really represent it. Like, I remember when the Ogrens came out and I was like, oh my gosh, it looks like Sloth from the Goonies. This is, like, right. the worst. And then you get them in real life and you're like, oh, wow, they look amazing. Or the Centurions. No, it still looks like Sloth from the Goonies, but, in a but good it's, way. like, yeah. a good Or Centurions, that's another good example where everyone yeah. saw the first pictures and they look so goofy yeah. and everyone's like, this is the dumbest thing. And then you actually get them on the table and you're like, yeah. oh, they look really cool. Yeah. And you, spend, still, you know, spend a couple hours putting like one that. together. And, yeah. I, I love it. I think I like the idea of it and I like the fact that people who want to run a night army... We'll now have more options yes. and can have, you know, so I, I do like that. The, the sculpt I'm not 100% on, but again, I, I won't really know until I see them in person. I, I love it. So now if you're a knight player, you can take little knights, big knights. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I really dig it. I think this is going to be a super popular release. So if you want one, everybody knows GW's had some trouble keeping up with demand. Yep. So if you want one, we recommend as soon as it goes up for pre-order, of course, you can get it at a discount. Yeah. Plus... Free shipping on orders $99 and up within the continental United States from your friends at Frontline Gaming. Yep. Um, but we do anticipate it will probably burn through every stock, all the stock we can get right away. So if you do like right. it, take a look. And if you're a Necron player, of course, brand new, probably plastic Cryptek, mm -hmm. and he looks cool. First plastic Cryptek. All the others are fine cast. He's also on a way bigger it's the, base. Than um, the he's on a 60 mil base. Yeah. It's only one of a few. It's uh, no, it's 50. Yeah, it is a fifty because the same as the um, the other guys on a forty. <clears throat> so the uh, I was I lost my train of thought. Yeah. I was gonna say it's it's one of the only few plastic characters that the Necrons actually have. Most of the characters it, yeah, are fine yeah. cast. Yeah, I, I think he looks really really cool too. I guess that's his little buddy is like, let's go. What Wait, is that? Is he doing a peace? Is that a scare? He's doing the peace sign. It's too big to be a scare. No, it's more of like the that's like the the Buddha statues. Uh, yeah, he's doing yeah he's doing some sort of like power. Do, they, peace too. do you think they're going to get up, psychic powers? He looks like he listens to reggae for sure with that cool beard. Why would they not have psychic powers? They don't have psychic powers. They're not they psychic. could. The cryptics the are like they're kind of like they're pseudo psychers. Right. And they have like special abilities that are almost magical because they're so high tech. Right. I, I'm excited to see the rules for this. I mean, obviously, we already know what they are, but I'm excited to see everybody else see the rules not for me. them. Not me. Yeah, you don't. That's true. They don't allow me to see anything anymore. No. You, uh, <laughs> the leaky banana. <laughs> we can't let him out again. Uh, can't let him out. Don't let the leaky banana out of the pants. It, it that's does the, not help. That's a saying in my household. <laughs> Just like mom always used to say. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, other big news, very exciting, causing a lot of controversy as these previews always do. Yes. GW has it. been. Oh, people look so mad. You love the Just gnashing of the teeth and the wailing and. <gasps> oh. Jason just feeds I just on sit and him. laugh and laugh. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I, I eat it. I eat the drama. I'm like uh, Galactus. 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 Yeah. You eat planets? So instead of planets, I just eat like dramatic emotion. I'm just like, ah, I guess. Yeah, you do. It sustains me. You do love it. I send Dana out to go like get it for me. I'm like, find the drama. And then yeah. he brings it to me and just He's like, eat it. Oh, consume it. <laughs> love it. So GW has been previewing Tau. Tau is always uh, an army that, that stirs a lot of emotions in people on both sides of the aisle. And 
as always, as people let out, or as GW lets out these previews, people are jumping to conclusions. They don't have the whole picture. Uh, sometimes, oh, it looks broken. It's too good. Oh, it looks too weak. You got to wait till you get a chance to not only read the whole codex, play a couple times, and then uh, draw conclusions. But uh, Frankie, why don't you take us through what GW has revealed so far? And let's bring people up to date. Uh, yeah. Jason, do you want to bring them up or what? Mm. Is it on here? It is not. Boom. Boom. That yeah, was you in your face. That was in your face. That's why I sent it to I you can pull it up. before we did the yeah. show. I mean, I can do it all from memory. Here, look, I have the ability to, to look at look know, something geez, up quickly. Please. But uh, anyway, they job for you, they talk about the far sight or far sight <laughs> far sight enclave the far uh, far sight uh, enclave um, sept. Um, they've got a bunch of cool rules. They've got some uh, cool stratagems to where you can shoot. Uh, I think you reroll wounds uh, if you're within six. It's a stratagem point. Yep. There uh, also a special rule is you get to or no reroll ones to wound. If you're within six, that's their like uh, uh, their chapter tactic, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so it's pretty powerful, especially with like flamers. They use flamers as an example. You get close with your flamers, and you're just like, I'm rerolling ones to wound. Toast them. Yeah. And like so. another trick that people always use is use stealth suits to bring down the crisis suits closer than they would with the... Uh, yeah, as long as the homing beacon is in the codex and all that stuff, uh, that's how you currently do it. So right. um, that'd be really powerful. Um, they also show some of the guns that have been upgraded um they've got a new uh plasma rifle uh it goes up to ap4 and two damage automatically wow. with no overheat so that's pretty powerful and then also the uh dawn blade went up to plus four strength and uh plus three strength and ap4 plus three strength sorry and that's uh, so farsight's deal yeah yeah that's his that's his it's like a demon infused sword or something like they, they hint yeah. at it that it might be like a chaos blade or something mm -hmm. like that Yep. Uh, they also have some uh, other special things to where you can heroically intervene within six inches, which is pretty cool. Um, and then if you do heroically intervene, you're able to reroll all failed hit rolls which uh, for your commanders. Normally, it would seem strange for Tau, yeah. but the commanders are actually pretty good in combat because they have like five attacks, mm -hmm. four, four attacks. They, uh, they're, they're, they're also wearing they're wearing like super robot suits that should be good in combat. Right? They're, they're still not great in like combat, weak. but they do have like the four attacks, attacks. But they're in a robot yeah. suit. Well, you can leave combat and still shoot too because yeah. you have yeah. the fly keyword. So it's like, it sounds silly at first, but then you're like, wait, Tau commanders are actually pretty good in combat. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. They have uh, four attacks, a strength five, um, or at least they used to be, and then they also hit on threes. But with the far sight, if you heroically intervene, you get to reroll your hits. Mm -hmm. So pretty powerful. It's 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 not bad, especially because yeah. you can like stop people from getting into combat with some of your other units, mm -hmm. right? Like before they pile in, you're like, yeah, base them, and then now they're stuck. They have to consolidate onto your commander, and then he can jump out of combat and shoot. Yeah. And the commanders aren't easy to kill either. They have yeah. uh, five or six wounds, and they're uh, three up saves, so pretty good. Uh, they also have a match play rule for commanders. Um, you're only allowed one commander per detachment, as we've seen in a lot of the other books, uh, like Militarum Tempestus, only get one command squad and stuff like per that. Per commander. So, per commander, so yeah. um, mm -hmm. uh, very similar to those. And again, that's per um, detachment, so you can still yeah. take multiple Tau commanders in your army Correct. if you take multiple detachments. So. Yep. so then we should talk about this go. a little bit because obviously people, Tau players, have been pretty upset. Mm -hmm. And understandably, because kind of the go-to list <clears throat> has been commander spam. Yep. Right? That's what most people have been playing. Uh, so if I was a Tau player, which I'm going to be, I'm starting a Tau army. going to be fun. We're going to blog it. But uh, yeah, I would. this feels like you're getting something taken away, which you are. But uh, we don't know why GW chose to do this uh, speculatively. I would say it's probably because people were complaining about it. I don't know. Maybe they felt that uh, uh, armies of all Tau commanders didn't match the background. I don't know. Uh, for whatever reason, they chose to do it <clears throat> for match play. They did. So that's a big change. Mm -hmm. um, if you were previously playing, you know, what was it, six, seven commanders was kind of yeah, but I mean, if you really think about it, it's kind of a goofy list. I don't, I don't like HQ spam, period. Yeah. Like, I don't like the Supreme Command detachment in the game at all. Like when we had 13 malefic lords, that was silly too. It wasn't fun in the slightest, but not everybody feels that way. So. Yep. And then they also show off some of the relics. Um, there's if you take two fusion blasters, you can take the fusion blades. Um, they still have the assault. They have assault two, um, 18 inch range, and then they also have a melee um, to where it's strength eight minus four d6 damage. That's pretty badass. Pretty powerful. I always like the visual idea of this too. It's like like it's like Gundam, you know, yeah. like. Laser swords shoot out of your wrist. You're like, what the? Yeah. 
So there, uh, there's no actual um, model for that. They're just they're saying that two of the um, if you have the, the fusion, fusion weapons, blades <laughs> like yeah, like, weapons. like, oh, like okay. energy blades yeah. come out. Like oh, I've seen cool. people model it before. Yeah. I think Forge World makes fusion blades, don't they? I don't think they do. Maybe not. But um, it, it, I love the way you think it looks, and it, this turns a commander into a badass. So they're like lightsabers. Yeah. It, kind of. It looks yeah. a lot like Halo, where you have yeah. those, those yeah. blades. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like um, the uh, Covenant guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And then uh, they also show off the Onagar Gauntlet. Uh, it's the Donkey Puncher. The Donkey Puncher. <laughs> it's strength yep. 10, minus 4 AP, D6 damage, but only one attack. So. Mm. Uh, ye old Donkey Puncher. <laughs> so it's a really good power fist. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. Okay. It's actually Donkey Gauntlet. Yeah. Is mm -hmm. the actual. They also show off some of the other steps. Um, I don't remember. Oh, sorry. There's also one. Uh, Stratagem point to where uh, it's one command point. You pick a unit within six inches, and they get to reroll to wound. So mm -hmm. that's pretty, pretty good. good. Um, but they show off some of the other steps. Uh, this is Bor Borkin. Borkan. They're the superior craftsmanship. This oh. is my favorite yeah. set, personally. Yeah. So they get to add six inches to their rapid fire and heavy weapons. Nice. Uh, this is huge for rapid fire because it increases your rapid fire range by three inches. Mm -hmm. um, which is big, especially on like a fire warrior unit or a breacher team or something like that. Um, and then it also increases your heavy weapons, which is very powerful. So yeah, and some of the combos <laughs> that I really enjoyed here, because um, I'm like I said, I'm building a fire uh, a tower army. I'm gonna. I always my favorite models were always fire warriors, breachers, uh, pathfinders. I'm basically gonna do like an infantry army because I, I love the the fire warrior model. I like how he's got that like crazy long rifle. I've always really enjoyed it. Um, and some of the combos I've really enjoyed, um, for example, um, uh, if assuming it still works the way it used to, uh, in the Pathfinders, they have things that also increase pulse weapon ranges. Mm -hmm. So then you can double up and add, um, you know, 12 inches maybe, if that's the way it was still to work, to uh, Fire Warriors. All of a sudden you have like crazy long range. Yep. Um, you can increase the range of Sniper Jones uh, they haven't really revealed Sniper Jones yet, but um, uh, I like them a lot. We'll see how everybody else reacts to them. And there's all these combos, like with the Kodja Fireblade. Now you're you're getting another shot out to like three and six inches. Like it, it, it makes all these layered buffs can make your, your pretty humble Tau mm -hmm. infantry become really, really strong really quickly. Yeah, it's it's very similar to, uh, as you guys saw, with the Demon decks and like Nurgle with all their new characters and stuff like that. There's a lot of auras and stuff that stack, which is cool. Um, they also show off the Riptide, which, uh, let's be honest, was kind of depressing in he the He was index. pretty bad. For um, such a cool model. Yes. Yeah, it's sad. He so, was like doing more damage to himself in some cases than he did to the enemy, and you're yeah. just like, oh man, this stinks. So, but they show off his uh, new weapon profiles, which is pretty cool. So his Heavy Burst Cannon uh, got an additional four shots automatically. Um, and then his ion cannon went up to heavy D6, and they increased the damage. So uh, when it's not Nova Charged, it's D3 damage on the ion. When it is Nova Charged, it goes up to an automatic three. Uh, the burst cannon, when it's Nova Charged, goes up to 18 shots opposed Ooh. to 12. And it's also already increased the two damage, which is huge. Yeah. Um, so wow. Riptide, 18 I think shots, seeing, strength yeah. six AP1, damage two. Definitely. Yeah, it's Dang, like Granite Terminators. Yep. <laughs> Bye, yeah. Grenade. I think you'll be seeing Riptides again because you really haven't been seeing them. No. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of Tau players are focusing on losing commanders, which I totally understandable. If that's your list, of course, that's going to be the most impactful to you. Yeah. But like, perhaps like you know, GW made the choice they did. We, you know, mm -hmm. so less commanders, but maybe you'll make up for it with Riptides mm -hmm. or uh, some of the other units that have gotten significantly boosted. Yeah, but they also show off the Stratagem for Riptides um, to where they can use two of their Nova. Uh, ah. charges for one command point so they can do the increased in shots and a three plus invo or 2d6 in the charge phase nice uh pretty powerful yeah um they also show off another stratagem to where uh, any of your units that roll for random uh, <coughs> shots can re-roll one of the dice so and a lot of people cool. were commenting like why you can already do that with a command point but yeah but now you can do, do that and you can do something else you yeah. know what i mean you can or, use that reroll for something else or you can reroll two of the dice let's say for like yeah. the riptide that has like 46 shots so or, you, uh, not the riptide the storm surge, storm surge. Yeah, yeah if you really need to like max out your shots yeah so so pretty powerful yeah um it'd be nice uh, to see these big models on the, on the field again storm yeah. surges for the longest time now with tau we've seen the same build the last year it's almost the exact yeah. same build every single yeah. tau player so it's nice that hopefully we're gonna see riptides again we're gonna see storm surges again yeah. 
To be um, fair to Tau players, they didn't have a lot of options. Yeah. They were pretty weak in the index. Uh, <clears throat> like way back when we very first started previewing mm -hmm. 8th edition, we were like, yeah, Riptides are not that great, <laughs> unfortunately. But I think now you're going to see a lot more variety, which is cool. We're going to be kind of be forced to because of the change to commanders. But uh, Storm Surges, um, they haven't said too much yet, so we're not going to reveal any details. Right. Storm Surges are really good. Um, I think they were great really in the index, but... I think well, uh, I think they're they're improved yeah. um, now because of all the extra rules that they got. Yep. And then, uh, and if then you they show off one more set um, to where you get Overwatch on fives and sixes. Really um, strong. That is huge. Uh, very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, they also show off a special rule for um, Long Strike to where he gets an additional marker light at a unit that already has marker lights on him. Um, not that he really needs it though. He's already mainly hitting on twos, um, so he's he's really powerful. Um, he's going to be usually rerolling ones to hit yeah. because of marker lights. Yep. Uh, but uh, pretty cool. And then uh, they show off the breach and clear. This is kind of cool. Um, basically, they take away a cover from a unit, and they get to reroll failed wound rolls against the enemy that they're shooting at. And so. breachers are really good. I yeah. love breacher teams. You get in close, especially jumping and do fish of fury, the old devilfish trick. Where you kind of block uh, block the ability to get at the breachers with the devil fish. <clears throat> well, we're gonna explain that in, in more depth for people who are new to that. That was an old fourth edition trick, but uh, breachers at close range are brutal. Yeah. And uh, rerolling wounds and ignoring cover, they're <clears throat> gonna just if, if you don't have an invulnerable save, they're gonna kill you. Yep. Um, really, really good infantry unit. I, I, in my opinion. And then uh, focus fire is very powerful. Um, this will help Tau like clear out screens and stuff like that. Um, when you shoot at a uh, enemy unit and you do an unsaved wound to them, you can spend three command points. The rest of your <clears throat> army that is the same sept get to add one to wound against that unit. Yeah, so, brutal. Pretty powerful. Brutal. Um, it's a three command point, so it's a big spend. But if you're shooting at a big unit of like, let's say, something uh, that you really need to kill, custodes or something yeah. like that, now you get plus one to wound, which is huge. Yeah, mm -hmm. I look at this as like kind of getting an automatic, not quite as good, but kind of similar to like Doom. Yeah. Because it affects everybody. Um, but you, it can't be stopped. Like, yeah, you are burning three CP, which is a, that is a significant investment. Yep. But um, when you really need, like, if a unit of Bulgrin is coming up the table at you, right? Some unit that's just like dead hard, and you got to take them out. Custodes would be a really good example. Um, you know, Magnus, Mortar, whatever, mm -hmm. something like that. This is the answer for, for you. This is something that will help you overcome that difficulty, yep. and you'll just start stacking so many wounds. Yeah. Yep. On them. And it'll definitely help out for like those bigger units like the uh, Riptides and stuff like that. That, like as you saw, the heavy burst cannons only strength six. Right. So, but now it gets plus one to wound. Right. So that's gonna be pretty. Yeah. Big. Or so. like you know, like you said, Mortarian or something. Yeah. Something mm -hmm. just coming at you. They're like, oh my god, this thing is gonna wreck yep. me. You just yep. focus everything on them. You focus fire. Pop, pop, pop. And what what I found yeah. was really really effective again is infantry because with strength five guns. You're wounding almost everything in the game on a five at the worst. Now mm -hmm. you're wounding on a four. Mm -hmm. And if you're like increasing your rapid fire range and you're getting an extra shot because of the Kodra fire blade and you're rerolling ones to hit, assuming that these things still work that way, this is the way they work in the index. Um, now your basic infantry with that and all the marker lights, like if you have like a, a Magnus, your basic infantry will blow his ass away. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're just going to be like, take 100 wounds and yeah. die. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's a great stratagem to help Tau overcome those really tough targets. Yep. So pretty cool. I hope uh, you Tau players are excited. Uh, I'm definitely excited because I have a Tau arm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I will be having one very soon myself. Boom. Mine's going to be really different than Frankie's though. So I think that'll be cool because you don't want to have two of the same army in the, in the studio. That'd be yeah. a bit silly. Yours is also painted... A lot better than mine, even though I haven't painted anything yet. Because I'm painting it myself, I guarantee yours is going to be painted better than mine. Mine is painted pretty well. Yours is painted beautifully. It's incredible. I'm going to do the quick and easy and then Wait. try to confuse people with a little OSL. Ah, nice. there you go. OSL. Draw the eye over, yep. over there. I'm going to be painting with uh, inks, the dry brush, yeah. and then the airbrush. And like, look at the glowy effect. Ooh. <laughs> Don't you do a base Isn't coat? That nice? Don't like, look then at you the do a really nice base airbrush. Yes. And then you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, I will make mine look like they belong on, I don't know, uh, the Interstellar City mat. Oh, oh that would be weird. Just randomly mm -hmm. picked it. Random, no, yeah. No, uh, no connection there. <laughs> anyway, on to another hot topic, uh, chess clocks and implementation into competitive match play 40K. <clears throat> so this is a, um, 
a topic we knew was going to blow up and then within you know minutes of it going live on the blog which if you want to go check out the discussion go to frontlinegaming.org click on the associated blog post and there's a link in the show notes as well within minutes there's 30 40 comments there's probably going to be a couple hundred comments on there by the time it's done mm -hmm. so first of all chess clock for those of you who don't know we'll do a really quick refresher what is a chess clock we never even did this we just assumed people knew because <laughs> i've had people asking like do I, how does it, like, how much time do I get? And I'm mm -hmm. like, holy crap, yeah, what, well, we should start at step one. What's a clock? Probably a lot of people that have never used a chess clock. Yeah. Like, I'd, I've never used one until we started talking about using it. So. And totally fair. Like, I used to play chess, right? And uh, and in War Machine, they, they've been using it for years. Mm -hmm. uh, so what is a chess clock? A chess clock is a very simple clock, obviously. It has two paddles on the top. And the point is, like, let's say you have a game that's supposed to be three hours. Both players get 90 minutes. So when your clock is going, your 90 minutes is winding down. When you're done with whatever you're doing, you hit your paddle and your opponent's clock starts winding down. So then your opponent does whatever they're doing and then they hand it back to you when you need to do something. It's super simple, right? Like you, you just one of those things you just have to try it a couple times and it, it becomes second nature. So the point is this, right? In a three hour game of 40K or whatever, chess, whatever game you're playing, the definitively fair thing to do is to give each player half the time. That I don't think anyone is going to argue against that sanely. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a total narcissist and you think right. you deserve more time than your opponent. Yeah. Uh, that is definitively fair, right? You each get half yes. the time. Yes. Right. So in a normal casual game of 40K, for those of you out there who play narrative play, open play, you're playing... You play maybe once a, a week, maybe once a month. Mm -hmm. You don't don't even don't. This is not, this is not even something you need to worry about, right? Like, don't worry about it. Just play. If it takes four or five hours to finish your game, who cares? Take your time and enjoy yourself. And even for ITC events, you don't have to use the chess clocks. Nope. This is just what we will be using at our events. So. Yeah, and and how we implement it to what degree we're still deciding that. That's why we're asking for this conversation to occur. Mm -hmm. uh, but in a tournament, there is a simple fact that there is a time limit. Like you can only play so long. And what we've seen as the game has become more complicated is that people are not finishing their games. Not always, but often enough that it's a problem, right? Like if you're only getting through turns two or three, you did not play a game of 40K. Some armies are much better in the beginning of the game. Tau, perfect example. Tau, not to say the Tau player is slow play by any means, but a, a Tau player wants, wants the game to go two, three turns, same with Astra Militarum in most cases, right? They hit you really hard in the beginning and then the closer you get, the worse it goes for them, typically speaking. So it's, 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 it's inherently unfair in the game, you're coming to the table assuming you're gonna play a whole game, right? When you write your list, you should be assuming you're gonna play a whole game. Mm -hmm. um, for any number of reasons, you want the game to finish on time, going the distance. So the chess clock is there to incentivize people to do this because if you run out of time, you will probably lose the game. Almost always you will lose the game, right? And that's on purpose. Because we formulated the ITC Champions missions to give you points for every turn you finished. And it still wasn't enough. People still weren't finishing their games, right? And the number one complaint in match play and tournament play is that we didn't finish our game right. by a mile. And it'll finally be the end of, if the game would have just gone. went on one more won. turn, I would have won. Yep. This takes that away. You can't use that excuse anymore. Nope. Yeah, and, and this was it. this was really brought to light at the LVO because, of course, we we're streaming the games, and a bunch of the games on the stream didn't go past turn three or four, and people were like, "What the heck? Mm -hmm. What is this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this is something that tournament players have kind of just accepted as it happens, but now as we're getting kind of the mirror held up to the what we do, we're like, this is unacceptable, right? This is not we're not actually playing the game; we're playing part of the game. So the, in comes the chess clock, and we've posted." The, uh, it's version 8.2 of the rules. Uh, and again, there's a group in the Midwest that have been using these for uh, since uh, 7th edition now. And they've really kind of refined it. Um, I really like the rules. Frankie and I have been playing with it a ton. And uh, it really does force you to finish your game upon pain of simply losing the game. Um, go read the rules. Check them out. To kind of like recap some of, uh, based off the comments, the things that were unclear uh first of all when does the clock start right as soon as you start doing anything like rolling for deployment rolling for first turn you start the clock when you're deploying uh you hand it back and forth like and you do alternate deployment in eighth edition so it's like okay i'm going to deploy my tactical squad okay to you all right i'm going to deploy 
uh, whatever, my Turvagon. And if you're sitting there taking, you know, 10 minutes to figure out where you want to put your Turvagon, you can do that, but it's burning your clock, mm -hmm. right? So you, it forces you to go uh, more quickly. And then once the game begins, for the most part on your turn, it's just your clock. But like, let's say you do 30 wounds to a unit of, I don't know, blue, pink horns. You're like, oh, this is going to take a while for my opponent to roll it out. So you'll hand your clock to them, and then they'll sit there and roll the dice to, and resolve, and then choose who they're going to pull as casualties, and then they'll hand it back to you. Yep. So you don't strictly hand it back and forward constantly. It's usually, you can, but it's usually when it's like, Oh, uh, you're going to have to take a time counting and sorting dice, so I'm going to hand it to you. Yeah, but it also encourages uh, fast dice. Um, mm -hmm. You can read those in the uh, rule book. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, when your opponent's, like, doing, let's say, 90 shots, and they get, right. like, 30 hits, and then they roll those two, and they're like, all right, five wounds. Yeah. And then he's about to roll the next 30. You're like, all right, I'll take those five saves. Yep. And you do it while he's rolling his dice, so you're not burning your own clock. <clears throat> so there's a lot of things that you can do while your opponent's going so you're not burning your own clock right. and stuff like that too so yeah and it's you want to communicate all these things right yeah. like you want to communicate to your opponent that like hey like we want to do it this way also we want to bring up again the right. gw dice app some people have a weird superstitious dislike of it it's an official gw product um it i know it's a dice game and it, it feels good to roll the dice i, I totally get it but if you're playing orcs and you have 150 attacks on the unit of boys, mm -hmm. just, if you want to use the dice app, please, for the love of Mike, do it. Yeah. Or you can use the cool little um, the tower that you put the dice in. One at a time. One at a time, and it rolls them out. <laughs> yeah. Your choice. The world's your oyster. The, the dice app is uh, legitimate. It's, what, Vegas legal, I think? It, so it it's, it's the Vegas same legal. system yeah. that they use, like, on the slot machines and stuff like that. Not yeah, slot the, machines. Well, video, anything that uses, like, right. dice yeah. or whatever. Man, I just used it the entire game. Yeah. yeah so the, the GW dice app. Push a button. GW dice app for, uh, I, I read an article from the guy who wrote the software. Um, it's not, it, it, they use a physics engine to, to actually, like, simulate what would happen when you roll the dice. It's not just a list of random numbers. People are like, what if you hack it? I'm like, what's more realistic that there's a uh, that Neo from the Matrix Matrix hacks this program or someone brings loaded dice? Yeah. What's the more realistic, more probable thing that's going to occur? Well, there's not a lot of ball mouses around anymore, so probably uh, no one's on that level dice. anymore. Dice. Yeah, you can go on Amazon and buy loaded dice. You can't go on Amazon and learn how to hack. A can you go? <laughs> you can get them on yeah. eBay. Maybe you could buy a book. Yeah. Yeah, so don't be afraid of the dice app. When you roll as much dice as we at times do, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's just speeding the dang game up, right? And, and again, you don't you don't use it for each roll, right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to roll one dice. Let me type it into my hold app on. here real quick. Hold on, But, hold on. you know, if you have that 30-man unit of Devil Gaunts about to shoot 90 shots, right. just use it for that. Rolling <laughs> ones to hit. Yeah, right, come on. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah. come on, like, let's just speed yeah. this it's up. It's like, use yeah. it for that. I mean, yeah, if you'd like to roll the dice, then do it, but... It, so, it'll, if, you, if you're worried about running out of time, use the app. And that's the beauty of the chess clock is that yeah. you manage your time. Right. Do you want to roll out the, the first rank fire, second rank fire unit of 30 conscripts? Go right ahead. Right. Go right ahead because you're burning your clock. Yep. And how many times have we have, uh, me personally, I'm sure everyone has experienced this. You go to a tournament and in your first or second game during your random pairings, somebody rolls up with their codex and they're like, you know, this is the first time I've ever used this, so bear with me. And they're sitting there like reading the rules as they're going, that's on you to bring to a yeah. tournament. <laughs> you know? yeah. So if you don't want to do any type of play testing, if you don't, if you want to use a brand new list for the first time, go ahead. You're probably going to run out of time very quickly. And, then, and it's not on your opponent. It's not your opponent's fault exactly. that you decided to bring an army that you've never used and yeah. you literally are sitting there reading the rules. Yeah, that's during all the game. on you. Yes. You are responsible for your clock. Right, and like a lot of people are like, oh, but that just encourages you from socializing. No, you can still socialize, totally still socialize. Right, yeah. it's still a, it's you go to a tournament to have fun. Yeah. Right. You should but be if, able to do both. You should you be able go, to talk and hit a, a clock. And, yeah. Yes. But the thing is, like, if 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 you are there and you're you're very seriously trying to play the game and stay within the clock, mm -hmm. it's well within your rights to just be like, you know, on my clock, I would prefer us not to like. Uh, goof off and joke around, yeah. which that's a fair thing for someone to say, yeah. right? They are not obligated to like ham it up, but it's not good. If you're going to play the game, if you're coming to, to a tournament to have a good time and laugh and drink a beer, you're going to still do that. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, if it's your time on your turn, if you want to socialize and stuff, go for go it. Go for it. Like, it's who your cares? Clock. Yeah. And like, if you know you're going to finish the game and all that stuff, yeah, communicate. Like, and you can still talk while rolling dice and all that stuff. Right. I mean, that's usually what I do. So it's like, 
Frankie and I play with a clock every single time we play now, and I absolutely love it because I'm like, I know when this game's going to be over. Yeah. We're going to play three hours or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we want to get a game in after work, it's not, I know exactly when I'm going to be able to go home. Yeah. But really, the best thing is the feedback it gives me. I'm like, yeah, I play slower than Frankie does in the beginning of the game, and then my ladder turns go pretty damn quick, right? So it lets me... Um, it gives me good feedback on, on how I play. It's like, I need to speed up my deployment. I need to speed up my first turn because I go slow. But, you know, Frankie, you're pretty quick all, all through all the turns. In all, everything that I do in life is quick, <laughs> yes. Reese. Good, good. Your girlfriend appreciates it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, no, he's a single man. Oh, man. Jason, you lonely? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> But uh, the chess clock really does give you good feedback because, like we've said over and over again, when you have a guy who's, like, constantly saying he's being slow played, he's probably the one who's playing slowly. I I mean, there's no way you can accuse your opponent of slow playing with the chess chess clock. clock. Uh, I mean, unless, like, your pregame stuff takes an hour and a half or something like that before you roll your first dice. But that's on both of you at that point. Don't allow that. It's not a perfect solution, but it's the best one available. We've tried everything else. We've tried going down in points. Mm-hmm. I was, of course, like a lot of people are like, why don't you just go down in points? I'm like, point blank, they, they, most people coming to the event do not want to go down no. in points. I mean, I think most people would want an increase in points, like if realistically, it possible, if it was yeah. possible. But it's just not possible. And like, yeah, decreasing points, increasing round times could solve the problem. But like we've seen a million times, games still don't finish when you do both those things. Yes, so. games do not finish. Yeah. And to reiterate, this is official ITC events that we run ourselves that we're talking right. about here. Yeah. Your yeah. local event is probably not going to have chess clocks, and you don't need them. And we've we don't this. want people freaking out and being like, I'm never going to an ITC event because they're using chess clocks. That's not that's, true. That's going to happen because people don't understand. Nobody understands how the thing works. That is our events that we are personally running. Yeah. So what, two, three a year? And it, like so, the first rule of the ITC has always been, you're free to do whatever you want. Do what yeah. you want. I love that. I got an email the other day of a guy. He was like, "Can you unregister my event from the ITC? Because I don't want to be dictated how to run my event." And I yeah. was like, "I was like, did you read anything?" Yeah. I was like, "Where did you see that you Who's had telling you to this? do this? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Do whatever it, you want. We try to communicate it so yeah. clearly, but it just people just they don't." It's like someone says something to them and they assume it's true and then they try and they take action right. on it. And we, we have certain guidelines. Like you have to have at your event, you have to have a thousand points. Like mm-hmm. that minimum. has to be a thousand yeah. point minimum. Um, and there's, there's a few other guidelines, but uh, other than that, like do whatever the heck you want. You like, can punch people in the face. <laughs> yeah. If, if you have a, if you, face, want, if you want to, if you have a face punching tournament uh-huh. if you wanna, and you promote it ahead of time as such, everyone shows up knowing what's going to happen. They're going to get punched right in the face. Then you know what? You know what? Go it. for it. Yeah. I don't go think ahead. I would we go don't to care. that event. But no. I'd go to a Warhammer Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, no, you wouldn't. Roundhouse Kick Club. <laughs> that, that, would that would be it. Be it. Yeah. You have to be able to roundhouse kick uh, Ultramarine off the TO's head without hitting him in the face. I like I it. would just immediately kick him in the head. Yeah. And it's then the Marine right. would fall off, and I'm like, done. I went. Broke Did the it. code. <laughs> Broke the code. But so chess clocks alleviate all these problems. And I know there's always some aversion to change. There's always uh, like a little bit of like an anxiety that comes along with something new, but I can say emphatically, having used them over and over and over again, it makes the game better. It makes the it makes a competitive game more fair and better. Mm-hmm. Totally, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be doing this. If we didn't genuinely believe that. Yep. And once you get used to it, you will not want to go back in competitive play. Um, that is my opinion. There's people out there who are like, I'm going to go to a tournament. I don't really care. That's fine. So I think the way we're going to try it out first at the BAO is uh, we're going to do them for round for day two for people with a winning record. Yep. Fair. All right. On day one, if either player wants to use a chess clock, you can as long as we have enough clocks or you can bring your own. Mm -hmm. No big deal. Um, That way, if you're going to play a relaxed game, you're playing someone who's just like there to have a good time. And, and have a laugh, go ahead. And if you guys only get through three turns and you don't care, we don't care either, right? No big deal. But for the people going into the finals, like, uh, you know, last year at the BAO, the final game only went through, it went through three turns and the fourth turn they squeezed in in like three minutes. And that's, again, that's not what, that's not what we want out of mm-hmm. a, a finals game that's supposed to be exciting. Right. Play the whole game. And the chess clock forces you to see, oh, crap, I am playing really slow. This is on me. Mm-hmm. This is not on my opponent. Yeah. Um, 
And once you get used to it, it's easy. It do, the first time you use it, it is it is a little nerve wracking because you're trying to you have a new uh, you know variable in the equation. Yeah. You're like, oh wait, oh the clock. Oh. So do not come to the BAO having not tried it if you think you're going to be uh, you know three and zero on day two. Play like three games yep. with it at least three even, games. Even if it. you don't have a chess clock there, you can still like have like a ghost clock, right? And you just use one on you're your like, phone. You're like, all right, I just rolled the dice. Yep. Here we go. All right, your turn. Okay, you're done. Now it's my turn. All right, there I'll are chess this. clock apps yeah. that are free on your yep. smartphone on your phone that has a super battery in it nowadays. So no excuse. Super yeah. battery. And you know it's going to be a great experiment. It's going to be great to see it in action. Uh, and again. Do not come in, do it for your first time, and then come up to us and say, I didn't like it. Well, I'm not going to count your opinion. Yeah. Because if you're trying to do it on the fly. We just say noted. Yeah. 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 Well, what the, thank you. Due consideration. Yeah. Uh, do not do that because it's going to be too stressful for you. You want to come to the event prepared. Uh, you want to be ready to go if you think you're going to have a winning record. Yep. And you'll see that your games are finishing. If someone really is genuinely slow playing you, they're going to lose the game. And you're probably going to be happy because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, that person deserved to lose because yeah. they didn't. They only played through two turns. You just point in their face. That is in your face. In your face. In and your face. I am going to call out one person. He's a good friend of mine. And uh, he's, a, he's a mature, tough individual, so I'm sure he won't take this to heart too much. Uh, but in the comment section on the article, Brett, uh, Brett Perkins, Tomb King, jumped out. And he was like, hey, man. He's like, I don't like chess clocks. And I was like, Brett? You played day one, round one on the stream at the LVO, and I think you got through two turns. So uh, that's why he doesn't like it. Duly noted. Yeah. And Brett's a great guy. He's a great player. He's a good friend of mine. I'm not trying to make him look bad or, or anything like that. But the games like that are why we need to do this, right? Like, I'm sure it wasn't intentional on either player's part, but that happens, right? Even with experienced veteran players, you're so focused on what you're doing, uh, you, lose, you lose track of the time. Uh, and the chess clock forces you to be aware of the clock and finish your game. Because yep. uh, no one wants to see a two or three turn game. No one wants to play a two or three turn game. That is not fun. No one wants to be a two or three turn game. Mm. That's right. Mm. So don't be Word. a two turner. <laughs> and then one, one last point on that topic because it was confusing a lot of people. There is a rule in there. Uh, it came from the Chicago group. I happen to agree with it. Uh, and it's one of those rules that develops. Like if you come and read the rule set, you're going to be like, what the hell is this? But it comes as a result of using the rules a lot. Um, oftentimes in a game of 40K, we've all done this. Like say you're in combat and you're, it's an obvious combat. Like a unit's going to get obliterated, right? Like 30 orcs charging five scouts. The scouts are they're dead, right? Like there's like a 1% chance the scouts survive. And you just pick up your scouts. You're like, don't worry, you don't have to roll the dice. I'm just going to pick up my scouts and we'll just say they're dead, right? Well, when you have a chess clock, you, you're not – technically by the rules, you're not supposed to do that anyway. You have to roll the dice. If you're in combat, you have to attack. You can't choose not to. Um, and normally, we just kind of all we all do it. We all gloss over it. But when you have a clock, you need a mechanic to resolve that because otherwise, it's it's technically cheating the clock. So in there, it says like, hey, if if a person like the scout player goes, you know what, uh, you, we don't have to roll this out. We just the other player can then dictate what happens in that combat, right? Like, I'm gonna leave one scout because I want to be locked in combat, and you can't shoot me, something like that. So it. it it's only there to help give a, a mechanism to resolve something that people do anyway. But when you have a clock in play, you need a way to handle it because otherwise you wouldn't ever opt to do that, right? Because the other person's like, no, you need to roll your dice because it's burning your clock. I don't want you to not have to be able to do that. Um, so then it gives all the power to the other player. Yeah. So a lot of people were confused about that. I knew that was going to happen. Uh, it only makes sense when you play with a chess clock for a while, right? Because when you're short on time, and you got to roll a million dice and you, you're like, oh, I don't want to burn that much time. The other person's like, well, you need to, right? Like you don't get that choice. But when you flip the situation, you can opt to avoid it. So I know people were, were really confused about that. And I, I knew that was going to happen. Um, that will become more clear as you play. Yep. So uh, we'll answer questions in the chat when we wrap things up. I'm sure there's a lot. Change is always, always a little scary. But uh, I think in the end, when people are seeing games finish, they're going to be happy. Hopefully. I think, I think it's better. Yeah. I, to be honest, I think it's good for the game. It, 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 it has. I mean, there's a reason they do it in competitive chess. There's a reason yes. they do it in one. Like, it's strictly fair. Learn your army. Yep. It's strictly Learn fair. Learn your army. Play test it.
All right, 40K ITC top 10. Currently, Mr. Josh Death leads the pack Ooh. with a massive lead over number two, Matt Root, former ITC champion. Boom. Gary Frank in third, Anthony Bellum in fourth, Sean Prosser in fifth, Patrick McNeil in sixth, Christopher Boss in seventh, Matthew Ali in eighth, Max Ivester in ninth, and Kalen Radulescu in tenth. A lot of new names on that. I like it. That's what I was just noticing. That's great. Early season, it's it's a free-for-all. Right. Uh, AOS current top 10. We have Paul Jerzerski in first place. Stephen Haichi in second. Roger Barker in third. Jeremy Vessier has oh. jumped up in the third. Nice. Troy Seleski in fourth. Th They're tied. Tied for third. Ah, Troy Seleski in nice. fifth. Tied with Eric <laughs> Dobler. Phil Savard in seventh. Johannes Hoogstraten in eighth. Landon Smith in ninth, and Ben Kloss in 10th. I'm just rooting for Hoogstraten. Who, I love the name. Hoogstraten, yeah. you better be wearing a, a feather in your hat when I, you come to the LVO to compete for Hosen. first. Yeah. <laughs> Please be wearing Lederhosen. He's not going to look amazing. anything like we're, no. we're I'm no, hoping. Him versus Vlad. Where's Vlad? Vlad's around. Get in there, Vlad. Uh, upcoming 40K ITC events. I don't know. We have like 30. Amazing. Well, there's a it's all one weekend? Woo. Yeah. This is That's all ridiculous. Just this weekend. Oh, the No Retreat 6 in Gibraltar. Ooh, very cool. Someday I'd like to go to that. We've been invited multiple times. They always invite us. We're like, can you pay for our airplane tickets? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. Gibraltar is, is <laughs> a long way away. <laughs> like, yeah, I was I'll shot. be there if you if you pay for the flight. And then the Westeros ITC 7 in Vesteros, Sweden. Ooh. Oh, do you think it's going to be Game of Thrones themed? I hope so. It better be. What if they're like, no, we've never even heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's uh, quite a few Age of Sigmar events coming up on <laughs> ITC uh, oh, yeah. Addy's Spring Carnage. I will actually be at that one this coming Saturday if anybody wants to come. Oh. Uh, I will be trying out a dirty, dirty, dirty Free People's Army. That's all you play are dirty armies. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. You both oh, do. Oh, you don't? No. Weird. No, I don't. I did, add, Avatar is a girl. I did add Nagash to my list. Yes. Just for the, the troll, fan, the, t the fantastic <laughs> pick of dice from my hand. All his dust. He's all, yeah. Then be like, the joke is... There's no There's dice. No dice. <laughs> oh, and check out this awesome avatar wow. that recently came out of the studio. It's absolutely gorgeous. See? That that mouth, that's not Photoshop. That's the actual thing. <laughs> and then the marbling on his um, I know. helmet. It's beautiful. God, this guy, it's just amazing. This is one of the best avatars we've painted. I always talk about this artist because he's he he's one of my favorite that we have. We have a lot of great artists, but but this one in particular, I just love his style. Um, and this is something that I haven't seen him do before. He, he does usually very like straightforward games workshop, clean, very pristine looking models. And this one, you know, he had to paint on, um, all the lava flow and the cracking of the skin and it's all burned up. It just looks amazing. And then, you know, look at, even look at the base. It looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys want to get something done, you know, if you have an, uh, an avatar or any kind of like really Eldar special characters, especially, um, reach out to us and we can get you something done because this looks really good. Yep, and then uh, Brandon will be streaming on our paint stream tonight, showing off. Uh, I forgot what he's painting yeah, tonight. Brandon's okay. He's all right. Yeah. He's a solid B. He's a third best eBay pro painting. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. In the world. Yep. In the world. But, uh, check yep. him out 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on our Twitch. And then, of course, if you want anything painted by us, the FLG Paint Studio. Uh, we are always taking new commissions. Mm -hmm. And if you want to try out to be on the squad, do it. Send it in, painting at frontlinegaming.org. And again, caveat, make sure that you can paint well. Make sure that you have enough time during the week. We are primarily looking for people who already do painting as a full-time. They're looking to, to come we're up a level. For, we're looking for full-time. Yeah, we're looking for that. Yeah. And we're looking, please look to our portfolio and honestly, <laughs> honest, that's the key word. You might be a great painter, but honestly look Your mom might think you're a great painter. What we... Um, what we what we offer all the different levels and, and see what if you kind of fit into any uh, of those standards and then reach out to us and make sure you take good pictures of your work. Yes, please. Some of the some of the submissions it's like blurry. Their Big finger pictures. is covering Lots the miniature, of and you're yeah, like, yeah. what? So yeah, yeah again, I, this should go without saying, but I mean, you could be the greatest miniature painter in the world, but if you send me a blurry photo with tiny pixels that I can't zoom in, I have to be able to look. You're not here. Yeah. We got to be able to look at what you're what you're providing. I mean, you yeah. need a professional portfolio, and send that to me. And if you, we're always looking for more talent. So, again, but you do need to kind of fit into those caveats. Yep. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, always check out the secondhand shop. Uh, if you've got some old models you'd like to get rid of, mm -hmm. we will take them off your hands for cash or for a larger amount of store credit. You can use that store credit to purchase uh, miniatures, uh, FLG Painting. mats, ITC terrain. Go towards a paint commission. Yep. 
and uh, we're always looking uh, for new oh, minis. Frankie is handsome man. Oh, oh, right, chat. Frankie's yes. beard is just majestic. Thanks. No, it's not. I like it. It looks like a young boy who is just going through puberty. Ooh, man. Nice. Reese, that, what, what, that's your first thought. Yeah, that's where it's it went. Reese's, huh? That's where Reese's <laughs> mind went. Young, prepubescent boy. <laughs> uh, what's the next, what's the next <laughs> okay. event okay. that we are hosting? We're in the chat now, by the way. Yeah, the next event that we're hosting is the, the BAO, uh, and that's in July. So there's lots of time to prepare. And if again, you if you show up to the BAO and cable. you have not yeah. tried a clock, that is 100% on right. you. Uh, yeah, play a game with the clocks. Oh, we will stream a game with the clocks. Yeah, it's it's really easy. Like it's once you get the hang of it, it's like second nature. You don't even think about it. Log Infinity, email us painting at frontlinegaming.org. I'm not going to give you a quote right now. Just tell them right now. A live quote. Thousand dollars. Give me. Yeah, give me a sec. Let me get my Apocalypse four four eight. The Primaris project got stalled. Uh, we had the LVO, yeah. and then um, the artist who was doing the Primaris project has been backlogged on work. So we're trying to get all of his projects done and we will, the primaries project will pick up again. I know a lot of people have been asking about it. Uh, we will do a live clock game. Yep, guys, we will show you. We'll do a YouTube video too. Tutorial. Can you, can we tell you anything about the big GW fact? No, of course we can't. Nice try. Yeah. Uh, Holly2380, uh, what is your opinion oh. on the broadside no soup rule? So the broadside bash has a no soup rule. Um, I don't know uh, that's off pretty the top of my head, but I think it's tournament. I think it's not bad, not a bad choice. Um, I like people it don't know what that is. So what they're talking about the broadside bash, a local tournament. They're uh, saying you cannot have souped attachments. That's where like the primary keyword is: yeah. Imperium or Chaos or Eldari. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know at this point in time. I think they're only doing it to Eldar. No, no, it's only Chaos and Imperial. And Eldar. I know specifically they were targeting Eldar for whatever reason. No, I it's, it's. I think it's only chaos. It says, I don't know. It's not all of them. It's like a few. But they're, they're limiting. They're I saying know, I think like it's only Eldar. But what they're doing is they're they're limiting uh, keywords that you can use in your your army. So you can't. No, they're like, not limiting keywords. You can't have. A oh, that's attachment. right. So the Imperial or the Chaos keyword does not work for, um, like it's essentially stopping soup from happening. So you yeah. can't pick, well, Celestine has Imperial, but so does the Ultramarines, but so does the Imperial Guard, so I'm going to put them all in the same army. You can't do that. That's what they're doing. Right, and uh, what yeah. do we think about it? I like it because I think soup armies are stupid. I do too. And, um, a, and a soup army is like a mixed attachment. It's right. Where, like, what it's Jason bad for the game because you're, like picking, you're, the, you're cherry picking the best things from different armies yeah. and you're, you're gaming the system at this point. I mean, It's not like, magic whatever. together. Like, some people like it's it. It's my personal opinion. Yeah, but me, personally, I don't like having a detachment where you've got 80 million different factions right. in it. I don't like that. It, it just yeah. it takes more of a skill as a player to work within uh, conf confines, right? It'd be like, like you know, Jeff playing um, uh, StarCraft and being like, okay, I'm going to choose the best units from Protoss, Zerg, and, uh, and humans, and, and, you know, and Terrans, and, and, and making an army that way. That somebody who's cool. like, well, I'm only using Protoss because the rule says, doesn't say you can't do that. You know what I mean? You like that? Let, I just Blizzard TM. Get it. TM it. TM. I mean, I don't... Trademark. Jeff, you know, back me up on this. The game, the game is what it is, right? Like, it's legal, so right. people do it, but... You don't you don't see it because it's like a cool narratively driven army. Right. It's you're just cherry picking stuff because it's good. Right. You're not you're yeah. you're not using any of the negative elements from a faction at all. You're choosing not to have any kind of handicaps whatsoever, and only use buffs. And again, I, I don't think it takes that much skill to do. Uh, Eldred right. Junior, what what do you do if a judge is called with a chess clock? You pause the clock. Uh, that's one of the yeah. only times you pause a clock. There's, there's, a, a, pause there's a pause button. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't just keep running as soon as no. you stop yeah. it up. So yeah. if, if you, you guys just constantly or somebody, keep somebody's like, you know what, I've had like. 15 beers, yeah. I gotta go to the bathroom. Like, no, 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 you don't go, you don't pause the clock when you go to the bathroom, that's on you. What if they've had 15 beers? Well, they shouldn't have drank If they have 15, 15 beers, it's impressive, and I think it should go on their opponent's time. When I'm, I, I think I'm just thinking of rage out. flip yeah. table quit at this moment yeah. right now. They, oh, yeah. if, they, guys, if they haven't had 15 beers and it's 10 a.m., well, I don't up. know, yeah. They warm up with 15 What kind beers. of tournament is that? Um, no, that's one of the only times you pause the clock, and one of the other cool side effects of this, from, and this comes from the, 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 the Chicago uh, gentleman, is that if you see a game who their time is way behind everybody else's time, you know that that's a contentious game that has been having a lot of problems and the judge can just go over there and be like, hey, what's up guys? Yeah. You guys aren't actually playing. Let's get on with it. Um, no Yanari at Broadside, says Eldrow Jr. Wow. Jeez, I hope that's not yeah, true. You know what, Broadside Bash is a... Uh, it's more narrative. It's, it's a, fun. It's, it's a fluff kind of tournament. Yeah. So it just, it is what it is. Like. I go, we go every year. We have fun regardless of any kind of extra stuff they add in. Frankie's won it twice, actually. K-Dash, one, two, three. How will the chess clock work for things like the roll for deployment hmm. and for his turn? 
Um, those are usually so quick it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can keep the clock paused for that. Really, I mean, truly, rolling one die takes that would count as setup, seconds. right? What's that? That counts as setup. Yeah, well, you, you start the clock as soon as you start playing the game. Right. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you still have to measure out your deployments, which stuff, means so. it's like turn one player. You, you, I'm moving my starting my movement phase. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you do it during deployment. Oh, it's even during deployment. Yeah, well, deployment takes time. Deployment can take forever. Dang it, I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like a Forty-five minutes. As thing, soon as you start playing the game, yeah, you get rocking and rolling. Yep. NRA has two models, so it's not a real army. <laughs> uh, Agent X Man, yeah. pause the clock for score tallying. Player turn. So what mm. we what we have found works best for that is that the player who's off the clock does the scoring. Yeah. It makes it super easy and seamless. So it's usually the guy that goes second, and then while the guy's doing like his next turn, you're scoring everything for everybody. Yep. And those are one of those little things you'll get used to as you go. Yep. Um, but it doesn't take that much time, right? No. Like if you're on the ball, you're you're gonna have you're gonna take care of that. And for people who are playing a casual game, they don't give a shit anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and then Jr. is making a comment uh, to everybody else in the chat. So. Yep. Cool. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. I know that uh, with the clocks, there's gonna be a million more questions. Uh, jump over to frontlinegaming.org in the, in the uh, comments on the blog post and we'll, add, we'll answer as many as we can. Um, it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be good. Yep. I think it's going to be really good. Also excited for Tau. Yeah. 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 Another codex coming down soon. And then, man, yeah. We're back at it. Cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> one more comment because uh, it's good. Okay. Ultramintra says, what about taking Guman and Yvrain in an army to play out your weeb fantasies? Ooh. I like it. I think that's more of narrative play than match play. Yeah. Or could you be doing matchmaking play? You could do both. But you have to talk about all the, um, you know, the adult stuff. You have to talk about their feelings. Like, yeah, yeah, the erotic part, like to your opponent while you're oh, playing. Oh, Cameron, no, you're a big, strong man. Yeah. Oh, man, you're so much smaller outside of your suit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he can get out of his suit. He'll die. Mm. He's stuck in it. Hey, some people are into that. Yeah. But uh, she can bring him back. That's the love connection. She can raise him from the dead. Boom. Nailed I love it. it. All right, we're getting the move on. <laughs> Modeling must be PG-13. <laughs> does it? Does it? <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us. Hope you enjoyed episode 584 of Signals from the Frontline. Again, brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org. Get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount. Woo! Bye. <laughs> See ya. That was a Ric Flair ending. That was. That was Bye. good.